Welcome to the Center for Christian Spirituality podcast. What follows is an audio recording of the weekly contemplative worship service at Chapelwood United Methodist Church in Houston, Texas. For the next 40 minutes, you are invited to engage and rest with scripture, music, prayer, silence, and brief meditations. Our hope is that you will allow wherever you are right now to be a sacred space for you, perhaps by resting in a favorite chair or lighting a candle, by gazing out a window or relaxing outside. A guide for this contemplative worship experience, including prayers, scriptures, and song lyrics, is available in PDF format at www.chapelwood.org. You can visit that same website to learn more about the Center for Christian Spirituality. The Center provides resources for people who seek a deepening relationship with God in a way that transforms their relationship with God, others, self, and the world. We are grateful you're sharing the journey with us today.
in need of your grace. Some of us hiding, some of us found, standing together upon holy ground, boundless love and beautiful grace. and into this moment of raising our voices and you feel yourself soften and open um, both in body and in heart. I wonder if you would reflect back on your week and scan for a time when you encountered the abundance of God. Where in your week did you experience God's extravagance, God's lavish love and abundance for you. And now if you would shift your thinking a little bit and scan for when you experienced God's mercy this week. When and how did you experience the mercy of God for you?
Let yourself just continue to relax and open. Let your breath draw you even deeper into the presence of the Holy One and the great abundance and mercy here for us this morning. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Or our Abba, the one in the Shemayim, Kadesh be your Shem. Your Malkuth come, your Ratzon be done, as in the Shemayim, so on earth. Give us this day our Lechem Hamahar, and release us from our Chob as we release our debtors. At the end of every seven years, 
you must make a release, says Yahweh. And this is the manner of the release. Every owner of a loan is to release what he has lent to his neighbor. He shall not require it of his neighbor or brother because it is called Yahweh's release. And Jesus says again, Love your enemies. Do good. Lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward will be great. And you shall be sons and daughters of the highest. Because Abba is kind to the unthankful and evil. Be therefore merciful, just as also your Abba is merciful. And judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Release, and you will be released. We have been taking this uh, slow journey through the Our Abba prayer over these past many weeks, and we come now to uh, this phrase, uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And uh, there's a lot in this phrase, and we're going to take this week and also next week to kind of unpack it a, a little bit because there's so much there. And there seems to be two kinds of relationships that Jesus, that Yeshua is, is speaking to. And one, you might could say, is this vertical relationship with the divine, with our Abba. And so we're, we pray, forgive us of our debts. Um, but the other is this horizontal relationship, and we'll talk about that a little bit more next week, where we are saying, as we forgive those that are indebted to us in some way. But you might be scratching your head a little bit, the way that we've translated this, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, because usually when we say this prayer together as a church or any kind of liturgical format, uh, it naturally rolls off our tongue, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. But it might surprise you that is not what Matthew says. It literally, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And even Luke says, forgive us our sins as we are forgiven those who are indebted to us. So clearly, in this ancient prayer of Jesus, of Yeshua, He's using this financial imagery. He's using this idea of, of being indebted, that, that we have taken out money somehow, that, that we've, we, we've, we've been given a loan in some way, and that we now find ourselves in debt. In fact, Jesus has some parables that maybe we'll talk about next week some, that, that it's like we owe so much money to this great Lord or Master and we're so far in debt that there's no way we can possibly repay it. But Abba, if once we turn, um, is merciful and releases us from the consequences of the debt. And I think that's the point here that I think in this prayer we're seeing. This, this word that in Hebrew and Aramaic would have been some version of chob, 
That's what we used here. Forgive us our, or release us from our chob as we release our debtors. This, this idea of chob is, means debt. And um, in some ways, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to the, the law of karma that is in um, other spiritual traditions, that there's some kind of, there's consequences that our actions have. There's these ripple effects that once we make a certain action, it has natural consequences. And, it, and what Yeshua is encouraging us to pray is, oh, Abba, release us from the consequences of these actions. May they not have these natural effects. Um, so, for example, this whole prayer is a way that we're trying to attune ourselves to the vibration of God, you could say. When we say, um, Kadesh, or hallow be your name, we're saying, may we hallow your name, your way. May, may we be a sight of your Malkuth. May we be a manifestation of your realm. May we help co-create that here. May we align ourselves with your desire. Um, but when we don't, there are these ripple effects, these consequences when we don't hallow the name, when we don't manifest the kingdom, when we don't do the delight of Abba. And so in this prayer, we're asking to be released from those consequences, the consequences of these sins, so that we can come under the law of mercy. In your worship guide, there's a quote from a spiritual writer, Maurice Nicole, um, and he is, he's talking about this exact passage, which very much relates to what we'll talk about this week and next week. He's, he says, it's said in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Feeling your owed, feeling debt stops everything. If you're going to make everyone apologize and make amends and eat the dust, then you'll be under the exacting law that Christ warns you to escape from. You'll put yourself in a kind of prison that is, under unnecessary laws. And you'll not get out until you've paid on your side for all your own faults. But there is a law of mercy. That is, it's an influence higher than the literal law of an eye for an eye, which is the law of the man of violence. This is an example, he says, of putting yourself under new influences or higher influences. So Yeshua is reminding us that in the economics of Abba, and the economics of the Malkuth, of the, of, of the sovereignty of God, there is a, a higher law at work of mercy. And as we attune ourselves to Abba and ask for release, then God is gracious and, for, and forgives and releases and can release us from the consequences of our sinful actions. Um, but um, if we don't, then what if we're in danger of being bound by those consequences? How it affects our relationships, our marriages, uh, 
our, our family relations, um, the effects it takes in the workplace, and, and how we treat other people. Um, and so Yeshua encourages us to pray, release us from these natural consequences of sin um, as we do the same for others. And as we do that for others, we also come under this higher law of, of mercy that is Abba. So I invite you now as we just spend a, f- a few moments in reflection, as we think about um, what are the ways that in some way we dishonor Abba. Maybe even this, this past day, the past 24 hours, you know, we've, we've already reflected on how we've experienced the abundance of God and the mercy of God, but now as we take that turn and that other kind of examine, what are the ways that we've dishonored the name or not attuned to Abba? Just allow and, and scan for what are those moments, maybe the past 24 hours, And as those come into your consciousness, may the prayer bubble up that to release us from the consequences of those actions. And you might find that there is some indication of maybe there's something that I need to do in response. In response of the mercy of Abba, who's always quick to release, quick to forgive. As we turn our hearts and minds and attune to our Abba's way,
the cords of mistakes binding us as we release the strands we hold of others' guilt. Forgive our hidden past, the secret shames, as we consistently forgive what others hide. Lighten our load of secret debts as we relieve others of their need to repay. Erase the inner marks our failures make just as we scrub our hearts of others' faults. Is in 
You don't have to be around me very long to know that I own and play a ridiculously large number of board games and card games. But there's actually one game that, although I've known about and known the rules, kind of, for decades, I only played for the first time recently. Poker. I was visiting friends in Colorado, and their two teenage sons really wanted to teach me how to play and play with me, though in fact, I think they really wanted to see how much money they could take from me. So at the start of the game, Everyone who was playing converted their $5 into chips. We were really playing high stakes, you see. <laughs> and for the next couple of hours, the chips changed hands round and round the poker table. The amount of money on the table was constant. It was just a question of ownership. My pile of chips only got larger if someone else started losing. Or in my case, my pile of chips slowly got smaller as other people started winning. I would carefully weigh my options when the cards were dealt and try and work out whether I knew when to hold them, when to fold them. <laughs> and really, I should have walked away or run a lot quicker than I actually did. I quickly discovered that when playing board games with real money, I am risk-averse. I don't like to bluff, because i convinced that I've got loads of tells that everyone can know exactly that I'm lying. And I like to save up my money just in case I get dealt that wonderful hand, and so I can bid high. I don't like to see my chips going to other people because I'm fairly convinced I'm not going to be able to win them back. And I didn't. There are other games where the amount of money isn't constant in the table, like Monopoly. I'm not, like, like Monopoly. I'm not a fan of Monopoly. And you do get a lot of your cash by having other people land on your properties. But if you pass go, you get $200. Or if you pick up the right card, you win second prize in a beauty contest. <laughs> there are other ways to get money beyond just fleecing your opponent. 
I thought of poker and I thought of God's mercy and grace. Sometimes I think I view the economics of grace like poker chips on the table. Concerned that I needed to maintain enough credit with God so that when I needed forgiveness, it was available for me. Desperately wanting to try and find ways to increase my pile of chips. Extra prayer times, extra Bible studies, acts of service, all of them not done out of any real desire to grow and change, but more out of fear of scarcity. Viewing God's grace as a reward for acts of service and devotion. I became a bit forgiveness-averse. If I'm honest, I think I held on to grudges to other people because I kind of believed that was how God behaved towards me, even though I'd never really say that out loud. That's why this week I noticed a word in the Lord's Prayer that I hadn't paid much attention to. And it's give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. Somehow, to me, it feels that God's forgiveness is tied in to God's abundance. Not only does God reveal his abundance in providing for us today the bread of tomorrow, but by providing an abundance of forgiveness. And when I can connect to that abundance in my own life, I no longer hoard it out of fear. I can forgive my debtors because I know there'll also be grace for God to forgive me, and that grace flows around as we sang, boundless love and beautiful grace filling this place, filling our hearts. In the economy of God, there is no limit to the number of chips on the table. I can freely give away forgiveness, knowing that there will be more flowing from God's abundance. And in God's economy, each of us wins first place in the beauty contest. How can you sit right now and simply receive that forgiveness, that grace, and just rest in the abundant love and mercy of Abba? Let's pray.
like a waterfall falling on us, flooding our hearts with grace and peace. Healing waters flow, flowing on us, flooding our hearts with love. Love like a waterfall falling on us, flooding our hearts with grace and peace. Healing waters flow Flooding our hearts with love. Every moment of every day, God is loving us. Showers of mercy and waves of forgiveness are covering us. Love like a waterfall falling on us, flooding our hearts with grace.
God is loving us. Showers of mercy and waves of forgiveness are covering us. Love like a waterfall falling on us, flooding our hearts with grace and peace. Healing waters flow, flowing on us, flooding our hearts with love. I invite you now to Repeat after me these words of Jesus, um, words that he said in his language. And I'll say it first, and then you repeat after me. And then we will speak um, this prayer together in unison. Abba. Abba. Shemayim. Shemayim. Kadesh. Kadesh. Shem. Shem. Malkuth. Malkuth. Ratzon. Ratzon. Lechem ha-mahar. Lechem ha-mahar. Hob. Hob. Let us pray. Our, Our Abba, the one in the Shemayim, Kadesh be your Shem. Your Malkuth come, your Ratzon be done. As in the Shemayim, so on earth. Give us this day our Lechem HaMahar, and release us from our hope, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. On the night before he died, Jesus gathered his beloved disciples. They gathered around a table, and he took bread, a sign of sustenance, a sign of abundance. And he gave thanks, and he broke it. And he gave it to his friends and said, This is my body, broken for you. Take, eat, and every time you do, remember me. In the same way, he took the cup, giving thanks and pouring and giving to his beloved ones. For this is the cup of the new covenant. This is the cup of the Malkuth of God, the realm of God. This is the cup of the release of our debts, the forgiveness of our sins. Let us pray.
O Abba, the one in the Shemayim, we give you thanks for all of your bountiful gifts, your boundless love. We give you thanks for this bread that is the bread of tomorrow, your tomorrow, your realm that you give us this day, energy and sustenance and food that we might be energized to be embodiments of your living presence. We give you thanks for this cup that helps us to experience your release, your forgiveness of our debts and trespasses and sins, that we might be clear instruments, clear reflections of your light, your life, and your love. Fill us, we pray, with your boundless love through these gifts. In the name of the living Christ, amen. Well, the table has been prepared for you. There are two communion stations here at the front. Um, when you come forward, please cup your hands and the communion server will place a bit of bread in your hand. If you need a gluten-free option, you may use the organ side and tell your server and they will help you. The altar is open for you to say your prayers and take your communion. The candle banks are open for your prayers. There are also little baskets on the front pew where you may place your empty cups. But this time is for you to respond as you feel the Spirit is inviting you. So these are the gifts of God for the children of God. Would you come?
We want to thank everybody for worshiping with us here today in the contemplative service. Um, as we conclude, I'd like to draw your attention to some of the announcements that are printed on your bulletin about upcoming things in the life of the center. First of all, this uh, morning at 10 o'clock in the Anchor House, if you'd like to continue to process what you've experienced here in worship and unpack it with some others, uh, and Michael will be there to lead that discussion, you're invited to join that group at 10 o'clock in the Anchor House. This Wednesday, we start a new um, Enneagram study um, with uh, Logan Jones. Um, this is an online study, and um, you're invited. It'll be uh, going on for the next several weeks. And then finally, next Sunday at 2 o'clock um, uh, at the Anchor House, we're going to have a blessing of the animals, uh, which is always a really wonderful, special service each year uh, for folks just to bring their pets and to have uh, them blessed, uh, as we are reminded what a great gift they are in our lives. So as we um, conclude our time, I would invite you to sit just a moment before you head out into the world, to just sit and to reflect and listen to your heart um, for God's good word to you today, what you've experienced from God in this worship service, something that you can hold on to and carry with you as you go out into the world to be light and life in the lives of other people. So as you do that and, and receive that good word, then go in peace. <laughs>